0: Okay, we are live, guys. <laughs> <laughs> the sound just welcome back. It's sounded it. like a radio show host, right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Wait, this we is a radio show. <laughs> no, I thought you said you wanted this to be more radio. Where's our soundboard guy? <laughs> sound soundboard. <laughs> There's nobody. It's just us. Fuck. Oh here. <laughs> yeah, you remember you're supposed to be the sound effect guy. You remember <laughs> the car conversation we had? Well, like I am still episode. I think it was nine or ten. Yeah. I was like, yeah. and we're gonna roll roll sound clip. Yeah, there's never a sound clip is there, but so what are we uh what do we want to talk about today? We want to talk um, about ideology a bit, right? Yeah. We're gonna talk
0: about ideology. I mean um This is uh mostly this is gonna be our um like off the top of our heads, so <laughs> mostly. Um, um It's not because we're lazy. It's just that it's something that we talk about pretty often. So, very frequently. We just wanted to extend our personal discussion into podcasts. Yeah. You know, I mean, eventually that's what's going to happen, right? I mean, because we um, have a lot of discussions and, you know, conversations from light to uh, very serious uh, on you know various status you know sometimes we're not high sometimes we're high Mm -hmm. um high as in you know on weed on mushrooms you know and um which creates very um variety of conversations right yeah we we love that but anyway we this is something we talk about pretty
1: often it's because it it dominates and affects every day of your life and how you interface with it
0: Yes, also I think it's very relevant to um our one of our core ideas when we talk about this imposed ideas and systems and liberation and all that, right? It's very closely yeah. um tied to it.
1: Yeah. Right? So, yeah. I mean, I'd actually say that's probably in the way where we see very similarly eye to eye i think a lot of our friendships kind of in that mm-hmm. that rebellious nature of yeah not, not like being rebellious in the sense like i need to go revolt against something but right the sensation and the feeling and the idea and the pull to gravitate towards mm-hmm. i need to go against the grain and decide it and find it for myself mm-hmm. you know i so i think it's funny because people looking at us probably wouldn't say they're rebels they'd probably be closer to hippies or something yeah but I feel closer to being rebellious than I do a hippie. Mm -hmm. You know, this is more like a rebellion against the way I thought reality was how I dissected reality. And I've come to realize that so much of what I thought about the world was just because it was the first thing I was told. Yeah. It was like my first experience with it. Yeah. That or all my experiences after that first value system was established I've been biased through the lens of that ideology, you know, Mm. through the way I see the world, the way I interface with it. It's all based on this kind of exchange, Its principle of, is this good? Is this bad? Yeah. You know, rather than me choosing to say, no, this is valuable for me, I would weigh it against the value, against Mm. the system. And the system would say, yeah, it's good. Or, no, that's bad. Mm -hmm. and. You know, it's freeing day by day, and this is the power of knowledge and understanding. And experience yeah. you start to realize that system actually exists, and you've mm-hmm. never really made any of your own decisions. You've been kind of right. reactionary, right? You know? Not to say you haven't made decisions or you haven't imposed your will to some degree, but it's been so heavily affected by what you've been told is the truth mm-hmm. that it could be even hard to say you've made any choice at all. Yeah because you've been so bound by it unknowingly. Um, So that's why I think it's an important topic to discuss, and it's one I think Mm -hmm. we'll discuss for the rest of my life. And again, like we say all the time, you got to go back, constantly evaluate, -evaluate. Mm reevaluate. So this is another one of those reevaluation kind of examination points.
0: Yeah, and then I think it's very necessary to continue to talk about this, you know, being us or being whoever else. Else, I mean, it's very important to continue to have this discussion on ideology and systems, and you know, uh, the government theory, political theory. All that is very necessary because otherwise, the the current status quo will be our last system, yeah. which is which we know all um, that it is not the most ideal or um, that has a lot of flaws. Yeah. Right? I mean, I'm I'm not suggesting that. There is a certain um alternative that exists currently. Mm-hmm. That's not what I'm saying. But in order to progress, we need to challenge the status quo. And that's why, you know, we've been discussing this for a long period of time, man. Um, you know, Marx, Nietzsche, so many philosophers and archaeologists and you know, political theorists, Marcuse and mm-hmm. everybody anthropologists,
1: been, yeah. everybody, yeah.
0: All of them have been talking about this problem and flaws of the system and, you know, the political theory that we have currently, you mm-hmm. know. And if you think about um, how much we progress since all the 20th century, <laughs> we haven't gone that far from that no, point. No, we haven't you know? when We're, you look at yes, it. that's that's the craziest part. I mean, yeah. We have a lot more to go. And, you know, all this, our discussion too, I mean, yes, it's very interesting to us for sure because again uh it really uh very relevant to our ideas and mm-hmm. um you know daily um thoughts but also uh, part of the progressive force you know mm-hmm. I, that's yeah. how i see it and then that's why i encourage all people to look at this especially young, young younger generation and younger people. To look at, I think they're doing it. You know, I think all those you know noises they're making is, I think, part of that. Um, you know, part of that force.
1: Yeah, I definitely, I would say there's some key players out mm-hmm. there that are driving mm-hmm. maybe these social and political, economical changes. Um, but this is also the unfortunate dilemma: mm-hmm. the more something gains popularity, and kind of like the human zeitgeist or mm-hmm. culture it almost shifts and becomes something different than the initial mm-hmm. discussion at hand, yeah. end, right? Like your experience with it and how you arrive to that concept. It's very different than right. being given the concept and mm-hmm. agreeing with it. Yeah. You know, so me telling you about a concept and then you kind of can understand and relate to it and appreciate it is so different than you arriving to that concept through your own experience. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And that changes the way you handle and react and deal and live with that concept. I think mm-hmm. largely, But, I mean, even getting away from kind of like the Rousseau, Hobbes' argument Mm -hmm. about, you know, man's inherent nature uh, in the state of nature without government Mm -hmm. and the way that is, I'd like to even step further back and say, you know, reality, whatever that means, is Mm -hmm. basically just the way we arrange and categorize our experience. And then based on that, based on the way we arrange those things and chop up the world, we Mm -hmm. arrive to different value systems and different truths that are essentially that truth is determined upon a set of conditions, right? right? Like mathematically, 2 plus 2 equals 4 because we all Mm -hmm. agree on the system. Mm -hmm. And that's the beautiful thing about math because it's something conceptual we can all agree on. And that's why it's advanced so greatly. Yeah. But when we get into these more kind of nuanced topics like words Mm -hmm. and epistemology Mm -hmm. and meaning... That's when it gets really, really messy. Yeah. So we can't really agree on it. And we can't even realize we can't agree on it because we mm-hmm. don't need to find the terms before we start the conversation. Yeah. Right? You say a word, I think that word means something different based in my experience. Mm-hmm. And then we have an argument, right? We can't we can't see eye to eye because right. we're talking about totally different things. Right. And that's where the misunderstanding comes from. So I think it's important to mm-hmm. understand that. No matter what ideology you subscribe mm-hmm. to um, you're under the influence of it. It yeah. affects the very way you engage with the world, yeah, because it puts a value system of good and bad, yeah, black and white,
0: yeah, it's really interesting because you you just talked about um, sort of like the benefit of ideology, right because. <clears throat> When you look at it, in order for us to communicate uh, effectively, we have to have a common ground, right? Mm-hmm. And that is because individuals' features are partially based on your ideologies, right? Mm-hmm. And in that sense, like you, you, you don't have to have complete agreement uh, on your ideology, but. Partially, part of it uh, plays a role in communicating effectively, right? Yeah. So that's kind of interesting because um, I think Marx also attributes ideology to social stability. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think he really looks at it uh, in a positive way because the reason being is that the ideology of Specifically, he talks about this, you know, this as a feature of uh, society, especially uh, class-divided societies, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. including capitalists. Of course, I think he's concerned with capitalist society more than any other um, societies. When he basically criticizes about this yeah. ideology, rule of sense, ideology, right? it's the right? dominating ideology. Right, well, that's exactly, time, right? it, it is, makes
1: sense. That's what's going to be.
0: He refers to like. The dominant yeah, ideology you have to you have to address the main are, one inherently the minority the power mm-hmm. of, of the system yeah. right so that's why the um he really doesn't look at it positively mm-hmm. so the ideology gives stability which is not permanent but I mean can be extended for meaningful period of time you know mm-hmm. for, for humanity but also it really doesn't represent um majority's ideology rather the minority's ideology Mm -hmm. who is
1: in power yeah right exactly but it's been spit out to us in such a way that we're forced to comply with it unknowingly Mm -hmm. at first right because it's the only thing yeah it's the only thing in front of us that makes sense and explains reality and again because you don't know better yeah when you're born into reality you have to take it at its terms you have to accept reality on its terms yeah. and you can't just say like well this is the way it is yeah and it's very easy to fall into that because we all do mm-hmm. like we all do we're forced yeah. to but if you slowly look at it more and more you start engaging with other people yeah. and you have experiences you start realizing <clears throat> like wow these concepts don't really do you know a great job of defining them that way if you're an open-minded person at least you start trying to see not trying to start to see, but you start to observe some of the flaws in the systems, right. in the way they define reality and mm-hmm. it kind of gets blurred and then it becomes less black and white. And then you're confronted mm-hmm. with something. You come to a bit of an identity crisis. Actually mm-hmm. one of Marx's biggest um, complaints and kind of uh, criticisms of capitalism is using the example of a factory worker. You know, at one point in time there was somebody who would build a specific object or mm-hmm if you're like somebody who builds a home right you you know you're a carpenter like you have a finished project product at the end it's all these things that go into it you kind of identify yourself as i'm a person that builds homes i'm a housemaker Mm -hmm. Um, and then eventually that argument will change as you get into a factory setting and you won't have an identity because then you begin to be somebody who builds a singular thing you build a hoist Mm -hmm. you don't even know where that hoist goes yeah right you're just Building a singular product of yeah. a larger thing, mm-hmm. specialization, which capitaliz our capitalism encourages. And that's given us a lot of good things, you know, mm-hmm. in Western world. There's a lot of homes, a lot of cars, people have a lot of these inventive things, but maybe they've traded a sense of identity yeah. for this. You know, and you know, I'm not saying one's better or worse than the other, but you would have to be I think lying to yourself to say that there isn't mm-hmm. a difference. You know, there is something very valuable about having identity based in what you do with your time. Mm -hmm. And there's value in a whole bunch of people having access to machined goods. There's value in that as well. So then it becomes up to the Mm -hmm. individual to kind of weigh the options, like, well, you know, which one's more valuable to me? But the system pushes back against that. Yeah. I mean, you'll hear it all the time in Western society that Marxists. Marxists, Marxisms, heavily Mm -hmm. criticized. So much that you hear the word you immediately have, that's anti-America, anti-freedom. All these imageries are summoned in your mind, and you start to immediately dismiss that principle. And you would never even investigate it just because that ideology Mm -hmm. has demonized this one because it criticizes it.
0: I think it's just largely uh, the ignorance uh, because just because the fact that, you know, the Karl Marx will inspire the foundation of communist um, societies in the future, um, that doesn't mean that his idea um, is inherently evil. You know, Uh, I think people just don't know, uh, haven't really read his work or or, uh, understand his ideas. And just take that superficial, um, you know, evaluation of him—that oh, you know, he's sort of uh, like the father of whatever. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's just there's just this um, uh, unfair, ignorant association of him with you know just bad ideas. Yeah,
1: yeah. But, I think an easy way to kind of when we're talking about ideology, because mm-hmm. uh, that's a pretty broad concept. Yeah, I think it might be easier to see it as. You know, an ideology could be looked at as a game, you know, a game with Mm rules and circumstances within it. And basically ideology and reality Mm -hmm. is how, like I mentioned before, how we dissect everything around us and our experience and our sensory experience. Mm -hmm. And then we make sense of it. Yeah. You know, so if we were going to create a video game on Mm -hmm. your computer, we all might be using the same hardware. Right. Mm -hmm. But based on who's coding it, all these other things, and the story you want to tell in the video game, Mm -hmm. you're going to arrive at different values. You know, how do you win the game? Mm -hmm. So, something like tic tac toe, oh, yeah, three X's connect them or three O's connect them Mm -hmm. in succession, and then I win. You know, but if I was to go make my turn, I make an X, and then I make my turn again and make another X, Mm -hmm. I don't give you your turn, you would say, I'm cheating, right? There would be a moral implication within that set of rules that mm-hmm. I'm not following mm-hmm. that makes me culprit of something. you know How would you define it within that game? Mm-hmm. You know, within the game of life, the overarching mm-hmm. game we play, we would say, oh, he's cheating, right? But if it's a value system between you and I, a friendship and a relationship, mm-hmm. maybe I'm being playful, you know? Maybe I'm being silly, maybe yeah. I'm being whatever. But could you imagine if I didn't have that freedom in the relationship with you, then we couldn't have fun. It would just be like, he's a cheater. Yeah. That's all he is because you've defined it within that narrow set of parameters. Yeah. And I have to be that thing. Yeah. You know, so that's the power of opening your mind to it. Like, ah, it doesn't have to necessarily be defined by this system. Mm-hmm. So the reality we we live in, we don't mm-hmm. necessarily have to let it define yeah. it. Granted, there's a trade-off in that, right? You may not be accepted by society if you choose not to play by their rules. You may be totally misunderstood. You may have all these problems. Mm-hmm. But the largest thing you risk by playing their rules is that you may never have a truly satisfying, fulfilling life on your yeah. own accord because right. you're playing somebody else's That's game. That's the biggest risk. Right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I really. think a
1: lot of our unhappiness and dissatisfaction with life mm-hmm. comes from playing on other people's terms. Yeah. And, like, we all have to play. To some degree, we all have to play Mm -hmm. on other people's terms. But how we interpret that internally and what we do with it, you know, is up to us. I think that's very powerful.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's really hard to say that um, there is um, good common ground that everybody should have, right? Maybe that doesn't exist at all. But on the other hand... At least you have freedom to, um, you know, fully work to your limitation and your own set of beliefs, you know? I mean, at least you have that freedom. So I think that's what everybody should at least try um, instead of just complying um, with the system, you know? I mean, to a degree, we all have to, right? Mm -hmm. But we're not talking about going against the law or anything like that right yeah but at least the freedom of um you know exploring your ideas and you know extend that to uh leading to that um leading them to experiences right i mean that's what at least we can try and um yeah i mean that's pretty much all we can do
1: yeah and you know what we're doing right now may like Mm. confusing to the viewers out there Like we've talked about. (laughs) Who would quit these great jobs, Mm -hmm. engineer you know, it comes with all this clout, all this sense of success in our in our world, where we're from, you know, the Western world, the US, capitalistic Mm -hmm. society, and all the other cultural narratives that come with it. Yeah. Who would do that? In their right mind, who would do that? And the only way you can do that Mm -hmm. is when you've arrived to the conclusion and maybe you haven't even seen like, you know, it's all ideology. Maybe it's all the way we structure of the world but when you realize like there's something that i'm not satisfied with yeah in my life and you start to explore and examine mm-hmm. that can propel you to the direction where you're living your authentic life
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you're on the right path the path that's personal and yours which i think we're on and we're gonna you know yeah. talk about that i think we're actually just approaching the 20 minute mark yeah. so the free
0: version is
1: done here, guys. Wow, yeah. Sorry, guys. This is a really exciting episode, yeah. I think. Well, if but you like
0: the content, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Yeah. Um, We'll see you guys next week. Yeah. And we're going into a Patreon version. Yeah. The
1: secrets of life coming, coming right <laughs> okay. up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bye, guys. Right. Bye. Bye.